Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flatlow. Please continue to follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech report. Facebook.com slash your tech report. And of course, everywhere else like YouTube and Instagram, it is at your tech report. Now, Mitchell, uh, yes. a bit over a month ago, uh, the 2nd of October to be very specific in New York City, Microsoft took to the stage and they announced a whole slew of, of new products and some updated products. We saw the introduction of the new Surface Studio 2. We saw the Surface Go with LTE. Advance, which is now available to purchase in the U.S. and in Canada, it's going to be the twentieth. So many, so many cool products were announced, and they're now getting into the stores as we head into the holiday season. There's Black Friday deals on Surface and Xbox, and so much to talk about with Microsoft. Well, and this is something we talked about all the, you know, talked about off the air all the time, which is, you know, all these great products coming out from Microsoft. Here we are thinking. Why are we still using the devices we're using when we should really be transitioning to the entire lineup that Microsoft has? Because everything they put out is sexy, it's smart, it's updated. There's a reason to buy them because there is enough innovation to justify a new purchase. So... I couldn't be more excited about this next interview. Well, so like, well, like we love to do, instead of just kind of regurgitating the news that's out there, it's way more fun to talk to people at the companies that are creating these products. So let's welcome our next guest, Dan Laycock. He's a senior communications manager for the Surface Line over at Microsoft. Dan, welcome to your tech report. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Dan, I mean... I don't even know where to start when it comes to the to the amount of products and the care and dedication and the customer service that is is just gleaming out of Microsoft's headquarters. Give me give me your kind of impression being inside the beast, inside the machine. Is there a lot of excitement going on about the products that are coming out of Redmond? Uh, there really is, and I I work with the service team, the, the true product makers, um, on the regular, and they're they're so dedicated. They spend so much time and energy getting the details right and taking feedback from customers and putting those back into the products um, to kind of create the capabilities that we think our customers need and want. Um, so yes, it's, it's music to my ears, to our ears, to hear you, you know, questioning, hey, is, is it time to transition to these products? We hope we build the kind of things that people are dying to use. Well, you, you know, Dan, we just started to touch on it off the air. I mean, you, and you touched on what you just said. And I, one of the things that we applaud Microsoft for on a weekly basis, because we, we talk about you guys almost every week on the show, and you really do listen. And I think this is a bit of a cliche in the industry, but you do listen to your user base. People say, you know what? We'd love to, we love the Surface. We like a less expensive, maybe, Surface so we can entry model that we can have enter the go, okay? We want more premium materials used on the regular Surface Pro. Okay, here we come. You have them on the Surface Pro 6. And we want a more powerful studio experience, you give us that as well. And I, I can't say how much that means to a user base and customers like ourselves when so many companies are giving you what they think you should have as opposed to what you ask for. And that's that's a really huge difference there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you see it. I, I'm glad people see that we're listening to, to customers. And, you know, there are always things that are relatively obvious. Like, we know people want more battery life. We know people want more power. That's always a given. And with each... Right. With each generation or iteration of the product, you see that increase. Um, there are also lots of little things in materials and finish and 
screen characteristics, things like that, that, that really do benefit customers that do the most demanding work matter just as much. Let's dive into some of the products, Dan, because, you know, the Surface Pro 6 um, on the outside, other than the new matte black, which is absolutely sexy as heck, um, <laughs> hardware-wise, not much has changed. But under the hood, there's a lot, a lot to yearn for. Can, can we go into some of the details of what's new there? Sure. Um, it's a pretty big power boost. And Surface Pro is the, is the product I use day to day. I've got them all. I demo them from time to time. But uh, Surface Pro is the one that I use. So I've always appreciated just how versatile it is to be able to have something that, that looks and feels like a tablet and yet has this kickstand and clicking keyboard that make it a full and very powerful laptop. So the previous generation of Surface Pro, which we just called Pro, there wasn't a number on it, um, had a seventh generation uh, Intel processor. This has been upgraded to an eighth generation quad core Intel processor. Um, so both i5 and i7, very fast, about 67% faster than Pro 5. You still get all-day battery life. You get about 13 and a half hours of battery life, um, and it starts at just $899. It is, it is a fantastic machine. It is, and there's also an option now with LTE, which is something that I know users have been, you know, been, been asking for for so many years. And not only is this on the Pro 6, but it's also on the Go as well, right? Um, so to, to be very clear, the Pro with LTE is actually the Pro 5. It's the Core okay. i5 Pro 5 with LTE, gotcha. or, the, or the one that didn't have a number on the end of it. Um, and in fact, that's the, that's the machine that I'm using at the moment. Uh, it's fantastic just to kind of be able to go everywhere. And uh, there's a theme that runs through most of our products, which is how do we make it so you don't have to think about your tech while you're doing your work, right? And sometimes that means you have the freedom to pull out a pen and use that on the screen. Sometimes it means uh, you have the freedom to, to drop a kickstand and have it just, you know, at an angle that's comfortable to work on. Um, but battery life and connectivity matter as well, right? If I need to worry... Everywhere I go, if I'm going to find Wi-Fi or not, if that's important to my workflow, um, let's take that away and offer an LTE option. So, you know, I, I did have the experience this summer. I, have, I, I live in Seattle. I have a boat. I went out on the boat with my LTE and worked for a couple of hours just to, <laughs> just to see that I could do it from the middle of the lake. It was fantastic. But in truth, anybody who's a true mobile worker will love this Pro LTE because you've got all the power, all the versatility of a great laptop um, with something that is, that is instantly connected anywhere. Yeah, and, and you know, you just mentioned it as well, Dan, which is, you know, you guys are still the only company out of the big three, really, that is making a tablet computer that has full desktop class power and software to match with it. And this is something that we can't stress enough because, you know, you still have people that are talking about iPads and other sort of devices, but really, the Surface line is the only one that has full Windows experience, which means all the software that you use for business, for fun, for games that requires desktop quality hardware really runs on a Surface, and that's a big differentiation point, don't you think? Uh, that's right. You know, in the early days of Surface Pro, we talked a lot about folks that were at the time carrying a laptop and a tablet, places that they went, right? Or, or laptop and a reader, whatever that might be. Right. And part of the impetus behind Surface Pro was how do we give people one device that does all of those things? And the form factor matters a lot. It's got to be light enough that you can throw it in a bag and almost not notice that it's there. Um, but the capabilities of it need to stretch to the laptop capabilities, and that, that involves you know, full Windows 10, the ability to run any kind of software, as you mentioned before, um, a smart array of ports, so if I want to quickly plug in external storage or a mouse uh, or connect a mouse via Bluetooth, all those things just work the way they would with a laptop, so I'm not losing the high-end functionality of the laptop by taking something as light and portable as this tablet. 
Now, you know, what's kind of caught us off guard or really surprised us when we saw the announcements, uh, you know, back in October were the, you know, addition of new products like headphones. Is this something that kind of came from consumer feedback? Was it something that was in the lineup or, or, or in the planning process? Um, it certainly came from some customer feedback. Um, we look across the way that our customers work, uh, and that has changed even in the, you know, five or six years that Surface has been in market where there's far more people working in common spaces. That's how I work. Um, there are people that work from home or coffee shops or train stations. That's happening much, much more. So in those settings, like, yes, you want music, and you want, you want music to sound fantastic, but you also need to be able to create the workspace in which you can truly kind of get into your workflow, right, and not have too many distractions. So at core, these are fantastic Bluetooth headphones, I think, and they sound wonderful. They are very comfortable. Um, they last a long time. They have great noise canceling. Um, part of the impetus also was to have a product that allows me in the train station or the coffee shop to put these on, dial up the noise cancellation, and really lose myself in what it is that I'm doing. Um, and yes, we had we absolutely had customers and fans that were like, hey, we love the attention to detail, the way you guys are building other products. What would you bring to audio? And this is the, out, this is the outgrowth of that. Um, they're, they're wonderful headphones. There's some real innovation in the way that they're controlled and, uh, and some of the feature sets as well. Well, you know, we, we haven't had a chance, and we'll talk about it off the air. We haven't had a chance to actually hear them and listen to them, but the feedback that we got from people that actually did get to hear them was that, yes, you guys nailed the sound, wonderful, rich sound experience, and you sort of touched on it, the comfort as well. And this is something that we sort of talk about on the air that not a lot of people talk about, which is you can make the most brilliant headphones in the world that sound beautiful, pristine, quality, audio, deep, rich bass, great highs and mids, but if they're not comfortable, people aren't going to wear them long enough to actually know how great they are. So the fact that you guys were able to marry the quality of both the sound and the comfort is is really a pretty big deal, especially you know for a new product line like that you're putting out. Uh, that's right, and there's there's a very rigorous uh, what we call the human factors uh, research team at Microsoft that studies how does the how does the tech you're carrying and using interact with your physical body, right? And so you measure across a huge range of head sizes and ear configurations and all those kinds of things, and they come up with. You know, there's, it, it is a plastic band over the top, but with a stainless steel band inside for durability. Um, and then the ear cups themselves are a memory foam. So they just feel great on your ears. Uh, the material they're covered in, when, in is just breathable enough that, you know, they, they don't get really hot on your head. It's, it's fantastic. I'll tell you what I actually love about these, and this is unique uh, to these headphones. There are 13 different levels of noise cancellation. Um, and what it really means is there's eight levels of noise cancellation from really very quiet, locking out most noise, uh, to four levels of pass-through, meaning it's actually amplifying the world around you, and then there's one neutral. So with a very easy, I, I could reach up to the dial on the left ear cup and dial it from, I can't hear anything anybody's saying to me, to I can hear everything people are saying to me. Um, and it's a very innovative way to do this. And the fact that the dials are just on the outside of the ear cups means I'm not fumbling around for little buttons. Yeah. I don't have to pull out my phone or my computer to, to control this. Um, it's just very, very natural. You learn it instantly. Um, so this is this is not a product that's going to take you a long time to get used to. Um, they are super easy to control. Now, before I, before I dive into some of the other products, because it's definitely um, you know the, the Surface Laptop, there's a Surface Book, and of course the Surface Studio. I got to ask you uh, about a co- a controversial question: Why no USB Type C on the new Surface Pro Six? Uh, so. Yeah, it is, it is an interesting question, and it's been a question for a couple of generations of product. 
Um, obviously, there is USB-C on Surface Go. There's USB-C on uh, the new Studio and Laptop 2. Uh, there isn't on Book 2, or sorry, Laptop 2 and Pro 6. Um, and really, it's, it's simply a matter of we look across the, the known universe of what are our customers actually plugging into these devices. You know, and as we do uh, an update to the products um, or a redesign of the products, is it, is it necessary to bring in USB-C in that particular case? The, the vast majority of things that are connected are still connected via USB Type A, right? So you're almost in a situation where you're going to end up with a dongle one, one direction or the other. Um, and in the case of Laptop 2 and Pro 6, um, we stayed with the port, the port selection that we had. Um, it essentially took care of most of the needs of our customers, both, both commercial and consumer customers. Um, and, and you may see that change down, downstream. Um, of course. But for the moment, there is... Uh, there is still a USB Type-A connector. So let's dive into the Surface Studio 2, for example, because I remember I had a chance to spend about a month with the original Surface Studio and was was blown away by the amount of technology that was in it, um, just the full form factor, the fact that I can lower the screen and use it when I was doing graphic design. Um, t- talk about the market of who this is really designed for, and tell us about the upgrades, because there's a lot, of, a lot more power in this device, and I think it's something that a lot of people have been asking for as well. Um, so for customers that don't, aren't familiar with Studio or Studio 2, uh, this is an all-in-one computer with a 28-inch screen that essentially floats on what we call a zero-gravity hinge. There are two kind of chromed-out arms on the back of the display, uh, and within them, enough mechanics to make you really not realize that you're lifting and lowering a 13-pound screen. This yeah. is not a light display. There's a lot of tech packed into it. It's a beautiful display. Um, but it was built to be a beautiful display that is wonderful and easy on the eyes and and photos and videos look amazing games even look great Um, but i can lower it down to what we call studio mode where it's inclined at about 20 degrees and i can use it essentially as a drafting table with the surface pen um, with the surface dial and so it's really designed for a creative customer right people that do professional demanding creative work that that can really benefit from that kind of a workspace um, this 28-inch display is really stunning to look at. And, you know, the the 3x2 aspect ratio essentially matches the format that you would see uh, back in 35-millimeter photography, or or I can very easily lock four windows side-by-side side and, and be working on things. Yeah. So it was designed out of the gate for people that, that draw, that illustrate, that um, touch up photos, that work on video, all those kinds of things. Um, and with the first generation, we saw great uptake by folks that do that kind of work with it. Um, we also saw a lot of people buy it who just want a beautiful Windows PC. Um, you know, a lot of executives would buy it. They have it on their desk. It's, uh, it's a big, amazing screen. But if somebody walks into their office and sits across from them, they can very easily lower the screen to this 20-degree thing, still maintain eye contact with the person, and not lose a bit of what they're working on. Um, in a shared collaborative space, it's very easy to turn the screen around, have people gather around it, and collaborate directly on the screen. Um, and it's absolutely designed for that, where you can have pen. Uh, it's, it's obviously a multi-touch touch screen, um, and it is just a, a real powerhouse for that kind of creative work. Oh yeah, no, it's really it's really one of these devices that you have to kind of behold and you've got to get into your into your Microsoft store to really kind of experience and understand how well that touchscreen experience is integrated, which is one of those, you know, you talked about collaboration and I, I'm curious how important the software side of things blends with the hardware because 
there's been and and Mitchell, and this is not us trying to you know blow any smoke uh, your way, but we have been such incredible fans of Windows 10 since its original launch, and just the whole software as a service growth of the product and how it's really come into its own is one of those convincing factors. As off the top of the show, we talked about wanting to go back to hardware like that after we've switched. I mean, so I'm curious from your end of things, how closely you work with the software team and how important of a role that plays when it comes to the hardware. Um, there are probably people that, that would answer that question better than I would, but I know that there's great, there's great collaboration both between the Windows team and Surface as well as the Windows team and uh, other OEM partners that, that build PCs. Um, but it is a great privilege to be able to look at something like the pen experience, right? And, you know, in, in the early days, you could use pen in OneNote, uh, you could use pen to mark up uh, various documents, uh, but now you see collaboration across Windows, Office, and Surface where there is the ability to use pen in, uh, for example, PowerPoint or Word, right? I can very quickly circle or underline a paragraph in Word uh, in a way that feels completely natural, right? The way it always should be. Um, and so those things matter a great deal. Um, there are a lot of native uh, functions for the pen just built into Windows that you get wherever, right? There's a little pen icon down in the system tray, and if I hit it, um, I can essentially pull up a function called Screen Sketch or Snip and Sketch, and it'll take a screenshot, and I can draw all over anything that's on the screen. So we see people like even web designers. They will pull up their current page. They will do this Snip and Sketch, and they will circle and annotate that page and send it back to the, uh, to the execution team to make the updates that they want. And if you consider the, the steps that that saves, right? I don't have to open an email. I don't have to in-text describe what I want you to do. I don't have to call you. Um, all those things, it's just really, really efficient. Um, and then, of course, we see adoption by other software titles um, to use the pen, very naturally things like Adobe Lightroom or other creative software that people use that use that pen. So the integration is very, very important, both within Microsoft between, you know, my, between Surface, Windows, and Office, uh, as well as with third parties that, uh, that implement the tech. You know, Dan, it really speaks to the flexibility at, at its core, to the flexibility of Windows operating system itself, because not just being intuitive within a certain application, but also being able to satisfy so many devices with one operating system, that, that's pretty incredible. And now here comes, here comes the hard question. I know for a lot of people, it's like asking them to pick their favorite child, but I'm going to do this anyway, Dan. If you could only be with one of these devices 24-7, which one would it be? <laughs> This, see, you didn't know you were going to get the hard questions here today, right? You thought it was going to be softballs all day long. But okay, if we had to put you on the spot, we know you love all of them and you use all of them. But if you had to take one of them, which one would you take? That's right. So I'll, I'll preface my answer with, with the non-answers. Um, when I first saw Surface Studio, you know, I am not a terribly creative person visually. I was like, no, that one's not for me. Um, and we had them in retail settings and in the, in the design labs and these are very big places. And then I had to bring one home to do a training for a bunch of our European PR leads uh, right. over Skype. And so I set it up in my home office, and all of a sudden, the rest of the room almost became unworthy. <laughs> it's such a beautiful <laughs> object. I, like, I cleaned the desk off. I moved everything else out of the shop. Like, no, this thing needs to look as good as it is. It's like a um, piece of art. So yeah. truly speaking, it's probably studio. Wow. It's really funny. That said, um, Pro 6, is there, in my case, uh, Pro with LTE, is the one that I carry every day because it's just so light, right? I have a Surface Dock and a great big monitor at home. I have a Surface Dock and two monitors at work. 
Um, and so wow. whenever I walk into either of those settings, I set it down. Um, it's a single connector to the dock. It lights up both monitors. It lights up a printer. It lights up some external storage that I use. Um, it's so versatile that I, I don't know how to use anything but that, right? In both those settings, it feels like I'm using a pretty powerful desktop, even though it's right. just my Pro plugged in. Um, but, you know, money, no object, I'd probably have a studio at home as well. Ah, I love that. See, Mark, that's what we have to get. We have to get a studio on each of our desks. That's it. I don't know if I have space anymore. We're going to have to figure that out. Uh, Dan, you know, I, I, I'd love to, you know, just talk with you for about another hour and a half, but the, there's so many things you know, going, uh, you know, so, so many things that you guys have going for you. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, Surface Book 2, Surface Laptop. Everything has seems to have its own kind of, you know, its own specific genre. Like, it, depending on the type of user you have, there is a solution for everybody. And I'm guessing that's intentional, right? Uh, it is. You know, I've, I've got a son who's in college, and he has a laptop, the original Surface laptop. He's had it for about a year. Um, absolutely loves that thing. And, you know, it's, it's a nice, fast, powerful laptop. It's beautiful. Um, it's got this, you know, cloth Alcantara cover on the key set. Um, but it's just really, really pleasant to use. And there's an updated laptop, too. Uh, also comes in amazing matte black. Uh, it's about 85% faster than the one he's got. It's also got this update to the quad-core 8th generation Intel processor. Um, still get the whole day of battery life. It's nice and light, beautiful. Um, and, you know, he would never part with it. Um, but, you know, I'm a pro user. He's a laptop user. And, and you do see that across our customer base where they can go into either a Microsoft store or, you know, Best Buy, one of our retail partners, and kind of see the whole line and really figure out, you know, a lot of people will say, I've had a laptop forever. I'm a laptop person. But if they really get into it, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a pro that they need. Maybe it's even a go because it's just a lighter, smaller package um, that, that goes with them anywhere. So I'd encourage anybody to do that, uh, to take a look at all of them and, and figure out what, do you, what is it that you actually do? What are the capabilities that you need? Uh, what are the capabilities you think you might want? Um, and, and go from there. You know what? I, I, I would also encourage people to go to their local Microsoft store. I have one near me. I told Mark we've talked about my experiences at the store actually on the air, Dan, because I've had such great experiences there, not just with learning about products. And really, as you said, there is no, there is no substitute. There is no substitute for getting your hands on the studio. There's nothing like it. I've never seen a device like this anywhere. And to have that, that hands-on feel, I mean, it, there's really no substitute. And the people that work at the stores genuinely helpful, gen- genuinely want to put you with the device that you need and want, not what you know they think you should have, but what works best for your workflow and your environment. So I've been incredibly impressed at the retail level with, with what Microsoft is doing, not just with the product line, but also the people that are in the stores. So really, going to the store is an experience, a great experience on many levels. Awesome. Yeah, our store folks are great. And, you know, just, just to, be able, to be able to get hands-on with a, with a product, you know, how do the keys feel? How, do the, how does it feel in your hand? Yeah. You know, those things matter. This is probably something you're going to use for quite a while. Um, you know, experience those things. They're, uh, every detail has been thought through and calibrated, um, and so the experience matters. Well, you know, timing couldn't be better. We've got Black Friday about a week away, and there are Black Friday deals. If you head on over to Microsoft.com right now, you can get a sneak peek. Those launch on uh, on Sunday. Um, uh, plus, you know, the headphones are now going to be in store on the 20th. We've got the, the Surface Go with LTE Advance is going to be available on the 20th as well. Uh, new markets on the 21st and Canada on the 20th. So, so many things to check out. Head on over to Microsoft.com. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We hope this becomes an annual tradition because we obviously want to keep in touch 
watch as new products are announced and really hope to have you back on the show again. Dan Laycock, Senior Communications Manager for the Surface lineup over at Microsoft. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, head on over to Microsoft.com. Lots of cool stuff available right now. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition. Have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, behave yourself out there on Black Friday. It can be a dangerous, dangerous time. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.